Your faith has already healed you. Hello, my wonderful friends. This is Joseph Helen, and I'm going to teach you on this beautiful topic. And it says, your faith has already healed you. Did you know that you have faith? Did you know that you have sufficient faith to deal with every problem in your life? Are you convinced that God deposited faith in you the day you got saved? You have faith, and that faith has already healed you. So why do you still feel unwell? This is because you haven't learned how to appropriate the things that God gives you. A lot of Christians listen too much to how they feel. This is where the problem is. They listen too much to how they feel. They respond by how they feel. They make decisions based on how they feel. They relate to people based on how they feel. You've got to do everything based on faith. And faith is a set of instructions from God's word. And these instructions tell you what to do in any given circumstance. For example, when you feel afraid, what are you supposed to do? Don't act based on that fear because it's a feeling. Instead, act based on the word. David said, whenever I feel afraid, I will trust in you. Trust. Fear is an attack on your trust towards God. When fear comes knocking at the door of your heart, it is telling you stop trusting God. Start trusting yourself and your abilities to fix things. And when things don't work, then you become frustrated and angry. And you become more and more afraid. Do you see? And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And some people end up saying there is no God. God doesn't care. When you have been using the wrong methods all through, and God in his mercy and kindness has taught you the right method, it's all in his word. And if you don't know that word, then I'm here to help you understand that word. This is God's mercy. As you listen to me, you're hearing the mercy of God. You're hearing the compassion of God. You're hearing the loving kindnesses of the Lord. You're hearing about his love and care, his tender. He sends people your way. You're not listening to me by mistake. No, God designed that you listen. I've been praying for you today, the entire day I've been praying. And you're one of those people that need to enjoy the benefits of my answered prayers. And one of those benefits is you hearing this message. This message is going to help you. Don't listen to how you feel. Don't listen to the pain. Listen to the word. That's called the fight of faith. It's called fighting the good fight. Fight the good fight of faith. All right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't leave any space for your heart to start telling you stories that are contrary to what God says. So, your faith has already healed you. Your faith has already healed your emotions. Your faith has already healed your body. Your mind is healed. Your soul is restored by faith. Believe it, declare it, and begin to act on it. You know, some Christians don't get results because they believe. They love the things of God. They love the Word of God. They love to hear what the Bible says. And they believe it, but they don't act on it. Most Christians act on how they feel. For example, somebody hurts you. They say something that's negative, something that hurts your feelings. You'll find most Christians, instead of going to scriptures to find out what does the Bible say in this matter, what should I do? No, they don't have time for that. They immediately react. They respond. 
you know, they hit right back. Okay, you hate me, I hate you too, you know. You, that's how they respond, yeah. You don't like me, I also don't like you. Instead of going to the Word of God to find out what to do in such a situation, that's what we call the walk of faith. So though you know the Word of God, when time comes to apply it, you end up applying something else. Do you know Jesus went to the cross and suffered pain? Do you know that he went to the cross not as God? He went to the cross as a full human being, a son of man. So he felt every pain, every ounce of pain when he was being nailed. So he didn't have any divine help while on the cross. He went there just like you. But the Bible says he endured the cross and despised the shame. Hmm. You can endure as well. You can despise the shame. You can endure the pain. You can endure the suffering, the difficulties that you've been through. Endure, endure. You have what it takes to do that. Rise up and be strong, okay? Remember the days when you used to sin? Remember the days when you used to love the things of the world? Remember how much you never cared, even if it was winter? You wore very small little things and you wanted to go and have fun and enjoy yourself. You sacrificed for pleasure. And Paul says that the same way you used to sacrifice for those things that you're no longer interested in, you are probably even ashamed of, now turn that sacrifice to what really bears fruit, and that's the Word of God. Sacrifice for the things that will bring you benefit, and that is faith, the Word of God. That's faith, okay? Now, I have some beautiful scriptures to teach you, and these ones will help you appropriate the healing that your faith has already brought and activated in your heart. Okay? Healing can only be achieved. It can only be appropriated by the faith of the one needing it. So for you to be healed, you need to have sufficient amount of faith within you to appropriate that healing for that particular disease. Now, if healing hasn't yet occurred, it means your faith has not yet measured up. Your faith needs to grow. Some people think that wishful thinking is faith. No. Wishful thinking is just an emotional expression of desire. But that's not faith. Faith must be based on the Word of God, not your wishful thinking, not even your desire. It has to be based on what God says because God's Word will never return void. Any other thing will return void. So if you get the Word of God and you believe that word, and you continue speaking that word, and acting on that word, what will happen to you? You will grow in faith. When you grow in faith, what used to afflict you becomes an easy thing. You overcome it. It's a hurdle that you must overcome. You see, I like watching athletics, and sometimes I like watching high jump, or there's another one where they skip, uh, step, skip, and jump, or something like that. This is it called long jump? Yes, long jump. Now, there's one thing about jumping or just athletics in general. You find somebody trying to jump a certain height and they're incapable. Then they go back and practice a bit more. They do a bit more practice, a bit more training. And then you find this time around, they are able to jump over that height. What happened? They grew in strength, in tenacity, in ability. So they were able to gain a bit more height. That's what you should do with your faith. Learn more of the Word of God. Put the Word of God to practice. Exercise the Word of God. 
start getting up. When your legs are not working, just try getting up. Keep pushing. As you speak the word of God, as you grow in the word of God, you find that one day it will be possible to take one step and then the next step and then the third step. If your eye is blind, start imagining seeing while you uh, hear the word of God. Because nowadays there are recordings that you can listen to. As you hear the word of God, start imagining how it would be like to see. And as your soul consumed by your desire to see, and that desire is based on the word, because desire alone won't work. It has to be based on the word of God. Then step by step, your faith to see grows. And one day your eyes will just pop open and you'll be shocked. Oh my goodness, I can see, I can see, I can see. I remember praying for a little girl at some point. She had been playing football and somewhat the football hit her eyes and damaged the eyeball. For that reason, the eye was out of shape the eyeball was out of shape and they tried taking her to the doctors and the doctors couldn't help so that eye literally went blind so the grandmother and the mother and the father brought this little girl to me and I prayed for her nothing seemed to happen I prayed the second time nothing seemed to happen third time nothing seemed to happen fourth time nothing seemed to happen fifth time sixth time seventh time I lost count I just kept laying hands on her and saying eyes be open in Jesus name remember it's not how strong we pray. No, it's the faith that we release when we pray that brings healing. So I also wanted to build the faith of this little girl. And I began to tell her stories and testimonies of those that have been healed. And she was, she quickly forgot that she could see. So her heart was more settled on the possibility of the miracle rather than on her having the eyes open. You see, sometimes you can be so focused on getting your eye open or getting the problem out of the way, or getting sickness out of your system, that you end up focusing on getting the thing out rather than on what God says. You see, that becomes sheer willpower. Willpower is not going to work. What works is the word of God, the faith of God. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. Because he who comes to God must believe that he is. And he's also a reward of them that diligently seek him. So you have to diligently seek the Lord, diligently seek his word and forget about your problem. Start concentrating on the sweetness of the Lord, the beauty of his word, the riches found in the revelation of his word. And when you concentrate on that, you'll find that pain sneaking out of your body without announcing its exit. It will just be gone. Okay, there's something I learned a long time ago. Whenever I have felt, especially in the past, whenever I've felt any pain in any part of my body, I just ignored it. I continued to operate as if it never existed. There's a time I used to get boils under my armpit. I remember, ah, they would be so painful. You know, there's certain parts of your body that contains these nerve endings and, and glands. And when a little swelling occurs there, it's so, always so painful. I reached a point where I got to realize that I was going through a certain type of deliverance. And that's the reason why these boils were developing and then they would burst. So I decided to just act normal in spite of the pain until I completely defeated that thing and got it out of my body. You see, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to a medical doctor when you have a medical situation. No, I've taught many, many times that God uses medical science as well. But it reaches a point where medical science is no longer helpful because they've tried everything they can and the problem still persists. 
You see, this is a time where the word of God takes precedence. But I've reached a point where I no longer need medical help in any area at all because of the ability to get it healed. And for me, it doesn't matter how long it takes. I remember, this is a story I've told you many times. I remember one point I had serious, excruciating pain on my right thigh, on the bone. It was inside the bone. And this pain was there for one whole year. Every single day. I actually got used to it. The pain was so much that I got numb to it. And sometimes the desire to limp was there because of the pain. I decided to just walk normally. So nobody could tell that I was going through so much pain. And I went through it until I forgot the pain was there. I could feel it, but I just went on doing my things the usual way. I'd grown to the point of a, a certain level of, uh, should I say, perseverance. That, that it was okay. It's like somebody lifting weight or somebody in a gym. They go through a certain level of perseverance to the extent that what normally would cause pain no longer causes them pain. So I could feel the pain, but I ignored it. I just carried on with my normal duties. I could even drive and do everything else the normal way. Yeah? And sometimes after working the whole day and then the moment I would sit down like this, I would feel as my heart beat, I would feel like the rhythms of the pain, you know, it it increases and decreases and increases and like, it's like a heartbeat. And it would be so painful. But I continued saying by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed. I continued reading books on faith, books on healing. I just completely devoured everything I could find that talked about God's blessings for me. I was no longer looking for healing. I was looking for the word. You know what happened? I woke up one day and the pain was gone. I've never felt it again. It was gone, 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 gone. Gone. You see, I defeated it, though it took me a whole year. Now, some of you might think, oh, it's taking too long. Well, next year, you'll still need your help. So work on that matter now by building your faith so that next year you can have a wonderful time. Now, the Bible says in Romans 1 verse 17 that, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Now, the word living there has a tremendous meaning I'm going to explain to you. But the Bible says if you're just, you live by faith. If you're just, you live. You don't die. You live. How do you live? By faith. Without faith, you will not live. So if you're the just one, you live by faith. Okay, and I'm going to explain to you the meaning of the word live then. All right. Who is a just person? Anyone who is saved is just. The just one is the one that has been acquitted, the one that has been made as righteous as they ought to be. They're as righteous as God himself. That person is called just. Say, I am just. I am the justified one. I'm the sanctified one. I am the holy one. I'm a saint. Did you know that you're a saint? Oh, I do so many bad things. You're still a saint. Because God did not bequeath or bestow upon you sainthood because of how great you are. But he did that because you're his child. God makes you holy and then teaches you how to act in a holy way. Isn't that wonderful? It's like a parent gives birth to a child, a proper, complete human being. But this complete human being still has to be trained to use the toilet. This complete human being still has to be trained to talk. This complete human being still has to be trained to do mathematics and 
addition and subtraction and multiplication and division. This human being is complete. A child is no less human than a full-grown adult. But one doesn't have knowledge and understanding and is physically weak. It has to be trained, has to be fed. So much has to be done for this person. That's what happens to you. When you get saved, you're like a child. A complete Christian though, as holy as God the Father, as holy as the Holy Spirit, but not knowing a lot of things and weak in many ways and you make mistakes just like a child falters, fumbles and stumbles and falls. That happens to anyone who is saved. And then you start to grow and you start to make progress in many ways. Your speech begins to change and your body gets healed if there was sickness. So it's a process of growth. You've got to subject yourself to that. So you're the just, the holy one. So God sees you holy. He sees you as a holy person. But you may be doing things that are not holy. It doesn't change your holiness. What must happen is simple. You must grow. You must grow. And you grow by the word of God. So the Bible says to just live by faith. And faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. That's in the book of Romans chapter 10. Yeah, Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. When you hear the word, faith enters you. The more you hear, the more faith you have. The more faith you have, the more you grow. The more you grow, the more you're healed. The more you're blessed. The more you appropriate the great things that God has for you. It's like going to school and getting the best education. You know, if you get the best education, you'll solve problems at a higher level. For that reason, somebody will hire you and pay you a premium for your skills, for your knowledge, for your expertise. So your expertise will give you a lot more benefits and comfort in life. The same happens in the things of God. The more of the word of God you know, the better you'll be in every area of life. You'll find your health springing forth speedily. And you'll find success and prosperity becoming your norm. You'll find everything working according to God's plan and purpose for you. So the Bible says the gospel of Jesus is where the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So God's righteousness is revealed. You're already made righteous, but it has to be revealed so that you have the consciousness of righteousness. And that's what will enable you to do things in righteousness or do things right. Okay. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. So when you got saved, you became holy by virtue of the new life given to you by God. And that life is the life of faith. So God gave you the life of faith when you got saved. And that's the reason why you're called the just, the just shall live by faith. So believing in God or having faith in God is really learning his word and operating by it. It's as simple as that. Learning the word of God and operating by it. Okay. Now your spirit responds to God's word favorably because your spirit is made of faith material or better put God's word. Your spirit is made up of God's word. So when your spirit hears God's word, your spirit becomes excited and your spirit becomes begins to operate in accordance with the word that your spirit has already heard. If your spirit does not hear the word of God, it will operate according to the word that is predominant in your environment. Okay? So the more of God's words you know and apply, the stronger and more effective your faith will be. Now to live is according to scripture. To live is according to scripture. Uh, let me put it in a way that makes sense. I want to, I want to bring out a certain meaning here. Um, to live 
according to scripture, is not to be sick. That's what I wanted to say. When the Bible says the just shall live by faith, there is the word live there. I want to concentrate on the word live. That word live doesn't have sickness attached to it. It's not to live with this condition or that condition or to live with this sickness or that sickness or to manage this sickness or that. No, the word live there is life devoid of sickness. A life that doesn't have sickness, doesn't have any form of sickness whatsoever. So the just live, that word live means no sickness, no disease, no infirmity, nothing negative. Okay? So to live is, according to the scripture above, to live according to the scripture above, that is Romans 1 verse 17, isn't to be sick. Okay? Sickness isn't life. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to put it in a way that makes you fully understand. Sickness isn't life. Sickness is the process, the slow process towards death. So when sickness is in your body, you're not living. You're dying. You get that? Yet the Bible calls you the just. They just live. They don't die. Go, Jesus. Okay? If you're just, you must, in earnest, live a healthy, wealthy, and victorious life. So when the Bible says that the just shall live by faith, the word live in Greek is a zao. Zao is a verb. Yeah? It's a verb from the noun zoe. Z-O-E. So zao is to live. Okay? So if I say zao, it means to live. To live. Okay? Now, what does it mean? Zao, which is what we find in Romans 1 verse 17, means to live and to breathe. That means you're living and you're breathing. You live and you breathe. It also means to be among the living and not the dead. That means you're among the healthy and not the sick. Mm -hmm. It means to enjoy real life. Not a life that is perforated with sickness and disease. I want this to be your mindset and disease will start running away from you. You've got to reject what is not yours. Reject what is not part and parcel of God's plan for you. Once you reject it, that sickness will not find comfort in your body. Reject it. Say, you're not part of me. Okay. To enjoy real life. Zao also means to be fresh, strong and efficient. So the one who lives by faith lives and breathes among the living and not the dead. Sickness, I told you, is just a few steps from the dead. This person enjoys real life and is fresh, strong and efficient. He's in full vigor. Wow, that's the life of a Christian. So, why then do people continue in sickness? It's because their spirits aren't inundated with God's word. You need your spirit inundated with God's word. That means submerged in God's word. Immersed in God's word. Okay? A spirit that overflows with God's word. You've got to be immersed in God's word. So looking for healing want to do. Overwhelming your spirit with God's word is what will work for you. That word will build your faith and your faith will give you life that sickness cannot touch. Even if you've been sick for a long time, the word that brings faith will resurrect what's already dead in the cells of your body. 
Romans 8 verse 10 says, If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Now, this scripture was interpreted, it was translated the wrong way. Let me read it for you correctly. If it is translated according to the Greek, it should read as follows. And if Christ, this is Romans 8 verse 10, and if Christ be in you, though your body be dead because of sin, the spirit will give it life because of righteousness. That's what the Bible says, that just shall live by faith. You are righteous, so you live by faith. You don't die, you live. And it's a good life. A life of vitality and vigor, strength and efficiency. A life that is real. That's the life you're supposed to live. So the word life. Yeah. You became righteous. That, that word life there is the, the, the life of righteousness. And you became righteous because of the new birth and not because of your good works. You're righteous by birth. Your body must therefore be healed even if it were dead. You're born righteous. So even if that body were dead, your realization of your righteousness, knowing that you're righteous, will cause your body to be healed. Knowing you're righteous will cause your body to be healed. Now, let me tell you, people in whose bodies sickness tends to prevail are people given to guilt and condemnation. They're ever guilty and condemned. They read the Bible negatively. When they read the Bible and they found, oh, God is a consuming fire, immediately they think they're going to be consumed by God because of some bad thing they did. You see, that condemning voice, that voice of guilt, puts a question mark on your righteousness. And once your righteousness is under question, sickness will prevail. But if you are dominantly stubborn about your righteousness, you know that you're righteous. And guilt no longer has a place in your sickness will leave your body. Sicknesses that tend to linger in people's bodies do so because they find a guilty person alongside a believer. This person believes but is also guilty. This person believes but is also condemned at the same time. This person reads the word of God in fear, not in faith. Fear and faith don't mix. They read the word of God in fear, not in faith. So every time God is speaking to the devil, they think God is speaking to them. When God is speaking to sons of the enemy, you know, the seed of the serpent, they think God is speaking to them. The word of God to you is the gospel. It's good news. So any moment you find that it doesn't sound like good news, it's not yours. That belongs to the devil and his children. And they need to hear that word so that they are convicted, paraphrased, peradventure or perchance they are converted and they turn to the Lord. So the word of God is good news to a believer. The Bible says the gospel smells like life to those who believe, but it smells like death to those who are perishing. So if you start feeling that the word of God is condemning you, oh my goodness, you are moving away from your place of righteousness from the reality of the righteousness he didn't even work for. Why would you question a righteous thing God has given you, the righteousness given to you that you didn't even work for? Why is it that now that you've made a mistake, you feel like your righteousness is under question? Why, when you didn't work for it? Would working against it remove it if you didn't work to get it? Ha, ah, you see? That's why the Bible says nothing shall separate us from the love of God. 
not things past, not things present, not even angels, not principalities, not even life, not even death itself, can't separate us from the love of God. So you've got to learn to stick to the word of God, come what may, okay? You became righteous because of the new birth and not because of your good works. Because you are righteous by birth, you're righteous by birth, you're not righteous by works or by acts. You're righteous by birth. You're born righteous. That's why you're born anew. You're saved. Your body must be healed even if it were dead. So the word life, the one we have in the book of Romans 8 verse 10, that word life there is zoe. That's the noun now where we get the, the verb zao from. So the spirit of God who dwells in you is life and his presence is healing. This is why your faith and faith is the activity of the Holy Spirit in your spirit. That's when the Spirit of God is active doing good things with us called faith. And he acts based on the word of God. Okay? So the activity of the Holy Spirit within you is faith. And that activity, that faith, has already made you whole. You are healed in Jesus' name. So now even if you are feeling pain, that's a me right now. Because you're already healed in the name of Jesus. So that same Holy Spirit is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. That same Holy Spirit. Yeah? The same Holy Spirit that brings you life. He's the same one that raised Jesus from the dead. Imagine he took a dead body and made it alive again, never to die again. That same Spirit lives in you. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? So the same Holy Spirit is the one that raised Jesus from the dead. He will give Zoe to your mortal body. Glory to Jesus forevermore. In fact, the word alive, that you'll make your body alive, is the Greek zupoeo. And it means to cause to germinate. It's like to resurrect. Germination is likened to resurrection. Okay? To cause to germinate. To cause to live. To make alive. To restore life. To invigorate. And to revitalize. Glory to God. Is that wonderful news? So Romans 8, 11 says, And if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, then the one who raised the Messiah from the dead will also make your mortal bodies alive by his spirit who lives in you. Zupoeo. Okay? Alive. Zupoeo. To make alive. To restore life to. To invigorate. To revitalize. To germinate. Your health is germinating in Jesus' name. Receive it right now. There's a germination. But of course, give that seedling time to grow. Because there are people who are impatient. The healing is happening. But it's not happening fast enough according to them. Come on. Work according to the unforced rhythms of grace. Work according to the unforced rhythms of grace. Glory to Jesus. God loves you. So the more you hear the word, especially words like these, the more your health will spring forth as the dawn and germinate like the lush seedlings. Isaiah 58 verse 8 says, Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will spring up quickly, and your vindication will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will guard your back. Glory to Jesus forevermore. If you're listening to me, ladies and gentlemen, and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. 
I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life in my spirit. I'm now saved. I'm born from above. Glory to God. If you have said that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, you're not a child of God. These things are by faith. You hear, believe it, and act on it. All right? As for the rest of you, I love you so much. Please share this broadly and widely with your friends and subscribe as well and then favorite. I look forward to talking to you again. This is a long series. This is now the, the 16th episode in this series. 16th episode. And there are many more to come. I want to do justice to this topic on healing. I'm now operating in the New Testament. I've been dealing with the Old Testament, the teaching in the Old Testament about healing. Now I'm in the New Testament teachings about healing. I have so much to tell you, and I'm so glad to tell it to you. I bless you. I love you. You're wonderful. I pray for you. You're making it in the mighty name of Jesus. Till next time, my name is Joseph Helen. Bye-bye.